What no man's gonna answer that call? What man's gonna step up and attack the moment is necessary? Of centering or discussing in our skies and our eyes. Here we are. Welcome everyone to the special Christmas edition of What Man, the What Man podcast. We are live on Facebook. This is something that we did just before we went on a uh, extended break and we are back now live. Joined today is Shannon Wilkerson and pastor and as you see, Lieutenant Colonel D'Artagnan Hayward, who's made some time from command. He's stepping in here and we're going to go ahead on this uh, December 23rd afternoon and bring the What Man Christmas special. So no music, nothing like that today. We're just going right into it. This year, as we were talking briefly before we got started, this has been a year for the books, to be sure. So many have shared their hardships, their struggles, uh, both in health, in in physical ailments, in in, um, their finances, uh, all kinds of things. People have been struggling mentally. They've just been trying to deal, really, stay above water uh, with, with everything that life has thrown at them this year. This has been um, one of those that you, know, you don't see uh, very often. This is a once-in-a-lifetime thing. I think for, for many of us, we would not have been around during the Spanish flu. Um, if somebody was during the Spanish flu, they're about 102 now. So you know, maybe somebody might be able to recall it. Very, very doubtful. Very doubtful. So, so as we're going through this, we're now getting ready to come up on a season uh, for, for most of us that we share. That's a time for celebration, a time for joy. And yet we're being told maybe to socially distance and not see family. And it just causes more hardships and more struggles. But in the midst of this, there's a cause for joy. And that's, that's what we want to talk about today. We want to talk about, we understand the struggles, but there is cause for joy. So before we get into that, Brother Shannon, as is customary for this show, would you please, brother, open us in prayer and share his light to everyone listening today? Absolutely. Lord God, we take this time just to tell you thank you, Lord. We give your name glory, honor, and praise, Lord. We worship and adore you, Lord, in this season where we celebrate your life, Lord, the life that brought about your death, your burial, and most importantly, your resurrection, Lord. We give your name glory. We give you honor. We give you praise, Lord. We thank you for keeping us, Lord, all throughout this year, Lord. There's many of us who know that we can look back and we don't even understand ourselves how you've brought us through a pandemic, but Yet here we are, God, getting ready to look 2021 straight in the eye and say we're coming through this year with victory. So, God, we give your name praise. Lord, we thank you, God, for just keeping us in our right minds. Even though what man has taken this break, Lord, we thank you that you've never taken a break. There's never been a shadow of turning with you. There's never been a day that you've taken off. There's never been a second, a minute, or an hour, Lord, that you have uh, disregarded us, Lord. But we thank you, God, that you have kept us, kept us in our right minds, kept us in a reasonable portion of our health, kept us from dangers that were seen and unseen. Lord God, we can't thank you enough. So Lord God, as we close out this year, Lord, as we close out this season, Lord, as we close out 2020, Lord, we just want to take this time to tell you thank you. We want to take this time, Lord, to lift you up. We want to take this time to magnify your holy and righteous name. There is nobody above you. There's nobody below you. There's nobody greater than you, Lord. So we thank you, God. We're asking you right now that you be in our midst as you do each and every time that we gather. Give us your mind, Lord. Let Holy Spirit anoint our thought process. Let it anoint our speech patterns, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. And let everything that we say point to your glory, point to your honor, and point to your praise. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Oh, 
Thank you so much. I have missed that right there. The last four months I have so missed just hearing Shannon open us in prayer. Um, grateful to be back on with, with you guys today. I have missed this time. Uh, I cannot tell you how much I have missed this time. I was speaking with, uh, with Shannon before we started recording, Dart, and, um, and before you managed to jump on. And I was just saying, you know, this is, I felt so disconnected by, by not having, uh, you know, this show um, and a lot of other things. It's, it's really kind of weighed on me. Yeah, there's church, but I, I'm in my living room when it comes to church. You know, I don't know about you guys. I'm sitting on the couch. You know, it's not, it's not too different. I'm in the same outfit I wore for work for eight months. It's, it's no, no real difference uh, in terms of the connectivity that we would expect within the body. There was always something that I got when it came to, to doing this show. So I am extremely pleased to be on here again. Uh, you know, as, as we go into uh, the season and, and as we start thinking about Christmas and, and what it means, you know, and, and, and how we can reflect on 2020 or any year for that matter. And yeah, there's going to be negative things. And as, as we start looking, we don't know what 2021 is going to bring. But the Sunday school answer is do not let your heart be troubled. Do not let your heart be troubled. It, the ultimate gift, regardless of what you're looking for, if you're on Amazon right now, or if you're trying to catch some last minute shopping down the road, or even if you can't afford something, and, and you're just coming up with some creative way to tell somebody else you love them and you think of, you're thinking about them, know that the ultimate gift giver has already done that. He has mm. already done that. He's already provided the ultimate gift. And that is what this season is all about. And so as we get ready to go into uh, and, and just talk about Christmas, the beauty that is this time of season, the time that every kid their eyes just lights up, right? The innocence of a child, they don't know all of the hardships that might be going on. They just know that Christmas time is here and their eyes are going to light up. And so brother, pastor, commander, friend, Colonel Hayward. Yeah. If you would. Yeah. yeah. I, I tell you. out the eggnog and, and yeah, bring that's, it for uh, us. Let's just chop it up as we as we came back from this uh, this extended break that we've had. I tell you, the break may have been extended from what man, but who we are as being uh, what men, um, which is what's hot at the moment necessary, hasn't changed. Um, I'll tell you, um, first and foremost, happy holidays uh, to everyone. Um, and I'll share something with you that my Sergeant Major had shared when we were doing a, a hail and farewell, which is an event that we had when we welcome people into the unit or organization and when we farewell when people are leaving. Um, and this was about a month ago. Um, he shared something. He said, you know, the holiday seasons aren't always happy for everybody. Um, and that really resonated with me because he's 100% correct. He's 100% correct in the, in the sense that it's not always happy for everyone. And I look back and I reflect for myself. I know growing up um, for my grandmother and grandfather, we would have Christmas dinner every year. But I could imagine the adversity that she had in doing that because she had three sons, only one still living, which is my father. Uh, but her other two sons uh, had both transitioned prior to me being born. So I never knew my uncles. Um, but both of them had had a uh, transition one was uh in a fire and the other one was killed breaking up his friends from fighting and they were both around the holidays uh time frame so it was always difficult i know for uh, her as well as for my dad he would oftentimes i would seize his continents would fall during the holidays but it was amazing to me how she was always able to press through the adversity of what had transpired around the holidays to find something uh in order to still continue to live on. And I tell you, as we've experienced and grown in life ourselves, I can't tell you how many countless negative things have happened around the holidays that I could actually look at and say to myself, you know what, this, this time of the year is horrible. Like, I can't stand this time of the year. However, we still have to say happy holidays and we still have to put our mindset in the condition where regardless as to what's going on around us, we have to maintain a certain perspective. So. Happy holidays to everyone. 
Because if 2020, which is a year of vision, has been any indication as to what 2021 would look like, we would be in trouble if we didn't have the ability to not look at things with our physical eye, but to look at things with our spiritual eye. So I'll, I'll, I'll drop this, this nugget on you as we open up our conversation is, as we look at the things that have, could have happened that have been negative all year long, or the things that could have happened during the holiday seasons that make this time of the year extremely unbearable, we have to look at what uh, the Apostle Paul wrote to the Church of Thessalonica in 1 Thessalonians 5 and 18, where he says, he says, in everything, give thanks. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. It's the will of, so, so as we break this whole thing down, it's a very short verse, but I just love it because the will of God, you know, we have to make sure that regardless of what's going on in our lives, that we're able to stay within the will of God. It's, it's not our will. And at times our will sometimes can creep up. But when we stay in the will of God to understand what his will is for us, we can only go to his will to understand his will. So one of the things that we identify is that this is his will concerning us, is that in everything, we give thanks. In everything. The word of God doesn't say for everything. So I'm not thankful for everything that happens, but in everything, regardless of the, what situation I may be in, or regardless as to, as to what situation we may be in, we're not, look, I'm not thankful for a pandemic that has caused people illness and caused people harm, but in everything, in the pandemic, I still have to give thanks. I'm not thankful for things that have happened, for things that have happened in my lifetime, or for situations that have occurred, or for uh, certain things that have happened during the holidays. But in everything, I have to give thanks. In everything, everything eliminates a potential for some. Everything means all. So in everything, we have to give thanks. So as we're looking at this time of year, this time of year, which is focused around giving, some people focused on the present aspect and, and given the current economical status of our society or, or of the world itself, it may be difficult for people to give things that are financial in nature, but giving thanks is free and it's the best gift that we can give. Thanks is the best gift that you could ever give and giving this whole giving of thanks, it means I'm not looking for something in return. So whatever the situation we may find ourselves in, give something without expecting something in return because that is the definition of, of, of agape. That's the definition of real love. It's to give unconditionally without expecting something back. So in whatever situation we may be in, in whatever depression, in whatever solemn mode, in whatever thing, that, whatever catastrophe, give, give. Thanks. And this word thanks is the word in the Greek. It's um, uh, uh, eucharistio. And eucharistio actually means, it, it means to give gratefully and to feel the gift of being thankful. So it's, you feel thankful and it's to give gratefully and it's this giving. So, so thanks is it, so awesome because one of the best prayers we can actually pray to God is, is, is thank you. You know, even as a parent, how often do you actually hear the word thank you coming from your children? But how, how, how much does it bless your soul when you hear it? Just to say, no, thank you. When we tell God thank you, it's one of the best gifts we can give to him. Look, look, thank you. I thank you in every situation. I thank you for being able to take breath, a breath. I thank you for being able to correspond with family and friends. I thank you for being a, a vessel through which uh, we can be used to uplift someone else's continents. I thank you in every situation. Look, for every situation, because this is what we have to understand. The reason why we're not being thankful for every situation is because, let's be honest, not every situation came from God. We have an enemy. And this enemy, this adversary does things. So not every situation is created by God. But it's happening and God is, is still on the throne. So in that situation, we can still be thankful because we know we reign victorious. Although it may have happened from an adversary, and let's just look at it this way. And I know, I, I know I'm going pretty deep here. When Jesus was on that boat and they, were, and they were going to the other side and they were going to the other side and this storm arose and this storm arose and he was sleeping just as peacefully in this boat and they awoke him and they said, look, do you not care that we perish? And he looks at them and he, and he says, like, 
like, how, how long must I be with you? You have little faith. You know, God didn't cause that storm to arise. That storm didn't, God didn't cause that. It was the enemy that was causing that storm to arise because the enemy didn't want them to get to the other side. But because in every situation we can give thanks, Jesus spoke to the wind. In the actuality, what he said in the Greek or what he said in the Aramaic, it was transliterated for us. It says, peace be still. But in actuality, what he says in Aramaic is that he says, be silent, be muzzled, and remain so. That's what he told the storm. Be silent, be muzzled, and remain so. And that's what we have to do in every situation as we're giving thanks, understand our ability to be able to speak to things. So I don't care what the situation may be, tell it, be silent, be muzzled, remain so, and give thanks. Why? Because somebody is waiting for you and I to get to the other side. Because when they got to the other side, that's when they met that gentleman who was possessed with, the, with legion. If, 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 that, if that storm would have stopped them, they never would have been able to, Jesus would have never came in contact with that, with that gentleman that was in, that, in, in the place of the tombs. There are people depending on us in everything to give thanks so we can get and do what we need to do. Man. I missed you. I have so missed this. I have so <laughs> missed this. Oh my goodness. I have missed this. Wow. Thank you. There, there you go. Like that, that's, that's a word. I don't know. Somebody needed to hear that. Ooh. We all needed to hear that. Be silent, be muzzled. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm going to remember that one. And uh, it, there, was some, there were some things that you were going over, Dart, um, early on in there, pressing through the adversity as you were speaking about your grandmother. Um, and, and a really good uh, friend of ours, and I, I won't go into names, but somebody that, that Dart and I both know, uh, he lost his dad and his son yeah. uh, just recently. And, and, and he's, um, he's, he's going over right now where – God's speaking to him in a way where he's trying to work on grieving and celebrating at the same mm. time. Mm. And, mm. and, and it's one of those where you know, he's open, he's trying to learn how to do it. He doesn't know. And this is a man who's been walking with God his whole life. And so I, I just bring that up to let people know that if you're hurting right now, mm. it is okay to mm -hmm. grieve. Yes. It is okay to grieve loss. Yes. But we also need to celebrate the gain. The gain that this season, again, unto us a child is born. I don't know too many other verses within scripture that should have your heart leap for joy as yes. much as that one does. And it's this time where we can reflect on that and try to find that joy. God is with us, Emmanuel, this mm. time of year. Not, not last year, you know, when the year that Jesus was born, God wasn't with them until Jesus came to this earth. And, and then from there, we have a new covenant. And, and so we could celebrate, we could celebrate this wondrous gift, but yes, we can also grieve. It is okay to grieve. It's okay to be angry. Mm. It is yeah. okay to be angry. You yeah. might have suffered loss. That's okay. There is nothing wrong. Don't condemn yourself. Too many people are out here and they're, they're, they're waving the, the Christian banner that says, you know, in all things find joy. Yeah. Okay. You can, you can find a joy and, and a reason in all things, but it doesn't mean as, as Dart just gave us an explanation of, of in everything, not for everything. Right. Same deal. You know, you could you could try to find some joy in everything, but not for everything. You could be angry. You don't have to be always just spewing rainbows and unicorns or whatever it is. Yeah, because life is not rainbows and unicorns in this world. You, you will have trouble. You will have trouble. And I tell you, you it's like it's, it's, it's the whole understanding of be angry, but sin not. It's, 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 it's understanding that aspect. Be angry, but sin not. And, and, and it's understanding uh, that we have emotions and feelings and stuff for, for a reason, you know? Um, it, it's, it's how we will respond that, that, that's key. Um, so you, you, you're on it, Harry. You're 100% on it in, in, that, in that aspect, that vein, that understanding that... Um, that, 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 that it's, it's okay. The Bible tells us that weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Amen. It doesn't there say it we is. can't weep. You know, weeping's yes. going to come. 
You know, in Ecclesiastes, we see that there's a time for weeping. There's a time for mourning. There's a time for joy, a time for sorrow, a time to, to plant and a time to pluck up that which has been planted. So everything has a time and a season. Um, so we have to understand it. You know, it, it, it's, um, we even see if, if weeping wasn't something that was to be done, then the Bible wouldn't tell us that Jesus wept. Shortest verse in the Bible, Jesus wept. Yes. So, yes. You know, it's, you know, go ahead. Go ahead, Dart. I, I was just going to jump into saying, something. But, uh, so, so, weeping is something that we are authorized and can do. And, and just the dichotomy of, 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 of weeping and, and releasing emotion, the thing you try to cover up and the thing you try to not express or feel will be the thing that will cause you pain and torment in the long run. So, if you don't release, or, or ventilate the feeling of weeping, over time, that feeling of weeping uh, that you should have released could turn into bitterness and anger. So you gotta be able to release, so you have to be able to, to, to vent and release and let go so that through those tears of sorrow, that again, through the weeping, that they'll allow things to be nourished so that things can be planted and, and bloom again. It, so we have to go through that process, man. Like I was having this conversation with someone the other day about just how seasonal our, our, our God is. God does everything in seasons. Everything. Everything is in seasons. And it's amazing how we have winter, spring, summer, and fall. And when we look at our society in itself, the world operates in a system of winter, spring, summer, and fall. Like we have, we have economically times of spring, times of summer, times of fall, and, and winter is coming. The, the, the look at the Great Depression. That was a winter. And it may not be on the, the calendar cyclical time that we're used to, but it's still seasonal. And I tell you, it's because we serve a God who is seasonal. He's very seasonal. So if he says to us, for as long as the earth remains, there'll be, there'll be seed, time, and harvest. For as long as the earth remains. So for as long as the earth remains, there'll be a time to mourn and there'll be a time to weep. But what happens is that we can't get stuck in the time of weeping. Just like we can't get stuck in the, in, in the time of, of, of joy because it's not always going to be joy. Like you said, it's not always going to be rainbows and unicorns. So we have to be prepared for when those times come to learn how and know how to face the adversity so that it doesn't take us over or doesn't take us out. That, that's our time for growth. Right. That's that's Absolutely. our time to growth. If, if it wow. was always just the rainbows and unicorns, we would just be a bunch of fat babies not getting deeper in the word. We Absolutely. would just be we'd just be throwing out. We just know John 316. That, that'd be about it. Right. Be about be about, it. You, you might know a little bit about Genesis and some John 316 and just say, yeah, that's it. You wouldn't you wouldn't know about half the stuff that that Paul had to go through. You wouldn't know about. The, the whole books of Acts, right? Who really wants to jump into that unless they want to get deep on, on the Christian life? You wouldn't know about uh, Galatians and an understanding, oh, wait, I've been going about this all wrong. And so totally, totally on, on with you there, Dart. Um, Shannon, let's, let's bring you in. I saw you were having a little bit of uh, 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 system troubles there. So uh, now that you're on, looks like it's stable. Let's bring you in, get some of your thoughts. Isn't that always how the enemy does? He tries to destabilize you when he, the Lord has given you something, when he's dropped something in your spirit. And as Dart, and Dart was talking, I heard the Lord specifically say these four words, had it not been, mm. had it not been, had it not been for Christ to come, none yeah. of us would have received this gift called salvation. Had it not been for Christ to come during whatever season, you know, I know some people argue about the seasons of when Christ was born, regardless of what season or what time frame you choose to say that Jesus came in, had he not come at all, had mm -hmm. he not come, there would not have been a resurrection. Had he not come, there would have never been a reconciliation with us, with God. Had it not been for Christ going to the cross, he would have never said, forgive them, Father, for they know not. Had it not been for all of that, but it had to start with a birth. So we take this time just to say, Lord God, we thank you for the birth. Thank you for sending your son. Thank you for him saying, well, here I, here I am, send me. I understand completely what this season brings about because this time last year, I was in school doing finals. And on the 14th of, of December, 
got this phone call that my father had suffered this major heart attack. And I'm like, what in the world is going on? Had to rush all the way across, you know, across the bridge over to Pennsylvania. And I knew from being in school, because I'm in school for nursing, I knew when I seen my father, I knew he was gone. But I still held out hope, saying, Lord, I know that you're capable of doing anything, but I knew his brain stem was already gone. He was already vacant in his body, but I still believe God for a miracle. The joy and beauty of all of that now that I've had a whole year to be able to 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 think on it. Now, granted, during, during this time, there is a time where a feeling of sadness comes over me because during this time, I know if my dad was still here and he was still able to get about, I know Christmas time, he will always come with gifts for the kids. We will order Chinese food, watch a movie, laugh, joke and all. And I'm not going to be able to do that this year. But the truth is, had it not been for my father introducing me to the Lord, had it not been for my mother and father introducing me and taking me to church and telling me that I needed to be saved, I know that I would not be able to one day possibly see him again. Because the truth is, even though a part of me grieves because he's gone, I celebrate because I know that he can't crown the father until I get there. So if we take that perspective, all of the people that have gone on before, the if they know the Lord, rejoice. I know it's hard. I know you grieve, but give thanks because they can't crown the Lord, King of Kings. They can't crown him until we all get there. So that's the joy that we can take that one day we're going to see them again. And I know it sounds cliche. Yes, it hurts in the natural because we are separated. It definitely hurts. I know that it hurts. I'll walk it with you. It hurts, but we can rejoice because there's work for us to do. I see the work that I have to put into my children, the seeds I got to sow into them. Work now going going about. I know we're locked down, but even now as we're going across the airways, it is still our responsibility to share the good news. And the good news is that we can rejoice because the world has a savior that is still alive. He's not dead. He's not gone. And he didn't just leave us in this season where we're by ourselves, where we don't, you know, we have to grieve alone. He sent the comforter. So God gave us two gifts. He sent redemption and then he sent the comforter afterwards. So that's one thing that if we don't celebrate, if you don't get anything else, if you've never received anything else in your life, pray and ask God for Holy Spirit to indwell inside of you. And if you haven't accepted salvation, that's the best gift you're ever going to get. I know this isn't an altar call, however, but if you don't know Jesus, that's the best gift is the gift that keeps on giving because you'll be able to obtain uh, everlasting life once you depart from this life because contrary to what people says, when you close your eyes, that is not the end of your life. That's only the beginning of eternity. So I say all that to say we don't grieve like the world grieves. You would never guess by me smiling that my dad just died a year ago. And now that we know more and we see more, what we're going through now in this season of COVID, I believe my dad was one of the first cases. I believe he was one of the first cases. So imagine all of that happening and you not knowing what happened. It was just an unexpected call, an unexpected call. But I rejoiced because one day I'm going to see him again. I'm going to see my mama again. I'm going to see my grandfather again. I'm going to see all of them. And can't none of them crown the Lord until I get there, until we all get there. And what a day of rejoicing that will be when we all see Jesus. We are singing shout the victory. Couldn't the church say amen? Amen. Amen. Oh, Amen. Pastor Shannon Amen. just stepped in the place. Oh man, if there's not an altar call, we're going to take one. And Shannon, Shannon just led led the call there. You know, there there were so many things that you, you you dropped in that Shannon is as uh I'm just trying to wrap my head around some of it. You know, even taking my notes, there there was so much in there. And and thank you for for sharing. Thank you for making it personal. And and you know, there's there's definitely people out there that know exactly what you're going through and are going through the same thing. And it's probably a much fresher wound. As you had said uh, earlier, actually, sometimes I wonder if we should record before we even start the show, but you had, you had made a great analogy, uh, scar tissue. And, and that scar tissue doesn't mean the wound is gone, but the wound is healed and, and you can move on. And, and so you know, we, we get that scar tissue, but, but through those scars, we've grown, we've, we've yeah. learned, and, and we're maybe able to, in turn, use that as a tool to help others recover in their scars. And, and something else you talked about, like, even though we're in lockdown, 
I will stand on this one uh, and, until whichever. I know people will, will argue with me all day, but I still think uh, when, when we take a step back and look at this through maybe some unbiased eyes that are mm. dealing with the emotion of COVID and, and everything that is right now, we will be able to look back and say, you know what? I am thankful in all of those things. And, and, and so during this time, if you if you look at it, we've been able to. Uh, a we started this show through COVID. I think if if we didn't have a lockdown, where we were sitting around going, well, well, gee, we can't we can't meet up in church. We can't do this, mm-hmm. that, or the other. Hey, you guys want to you want to start like a, a men's a men's group, and we'll we'll do it through Zoom since we're already doing church through Zoom, and then it, it grew into something else. And we're able to reach people. We've got multiple countries that listen to this podcast that I would have never been able to reach them from my home here in Maryland. And Dart, as soon as he had to go take command in Arizona, that would have been it. We would have been done. But no, we're able to continue doing. And and like uh, Pastor Ryan uh, Cox, who's been on this show before, right? He's he's a pastor at a church here in Maryland. He's now reaching multiple countries. And in his services are being watched in real time one Sunday morning around the globe. That's courtesy of COVID, mm. right? The, the lockdown has, has created a way for the word of God to get out farther, for the word of God to get out in a way that it's never been done before. And that's awesome. And something to be able to give thanks for. I personally can look at that and say, you know what, that's that's really cool. We've been able to do those things. For me personally, as we talked about a lot of stuff, right? It's I've been able to take a step back from from my identity as a, as a career person, you know, and and actually be able to look at my identity as something else. And uh, that that was a big step for me. Um, yeah, no, I know I haven't been to the barber shop and I haven't gotten a shave in in eight months. But you know, hey, it's cool. And nobody's, nobody's actually knocking me. Well, they might now we're live. So before they couldn't see any of this. Um, but, you know, hey, it, it, is, it is what it is. And I'm, I'm not going to apologize for that. And uh, I'm, I'm grateful that, um, you know, I'm able to, able to be here and, and chatting with you guys and, and going over this. And, and just really, as I take a step back and, and look at all of it, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for, for some 2020 stuff. Yeah. Things have sucked. I, you know, that's that absolutely things have sucked. I'd be lying if I didn't say that there was some blowback and some issues, whether it's health related for certain people or, or financial financially related. Okay. I get it. Understand all, all of that been there. Um, not trying to take anything away from that, but trying to look at the fact that there's been a lot of positives that when it's all said and done, you know, maybe we can look with those eyes, that uh, that Shannon was was referring to, we can we can look at it through those eyes instead well, of of the listen, grief. Here we are on the tail end of 2020. Now I probably would not have said this in the beginning when the lockdown first came, but the truth of the matter is, is when we step back as a body of believers as a whole, one thing that I think that we can definitely say there's many things we've been disobedient on, but one of the things that we've been disobedient on is the go. God, so the word of God said that we are to go and make them fishers of men. We weren't going. We were busy doing church as usual. We were busy doing conferences. We were busy planning things. We were busy doing all of these things and nobody was going. We were all being stationed inside of four walls. And God said, you know what? I'm going to allow, now it's it's not me, but I'm going to allow these four walls to close down and I'm going to make my word hit the airwaves. You don't don't even have to worry about uh, getting a plane ticket. You don't have to worry about getting a bus ticket, a train ticket, because I'm going to allow you now to go on the cyber airwaves and go all across the globe so there won't be any excuse for anybody now now my word has to go now what excuse will you make will you make any excuse when i told you to go live and say what thus saith the lord will you make any excuse when i'm telling you to speak out of your mouth what i'm saying it may not be popular but speak it out of your mouth now is the time where god is saying i'm giving you the the avenue i'm giving you the platform speak what i'm saying because when we come out of this there's going to be a great revival there's going to be people who are going to be saved there's still going to be people who are not going to be listening however we are mandated with getting the harvest together so that we can re- expect Christ's return and we can all go home. We weren't doing that before. If we can be quite honest, we weren't. No, we were stuck in tradition. We yeah, weren't yeah. doing it before. 
There's no yeah. excuses now for us. The conditions had to be set in order to be able to separate the wheat from the tear. You know, the conditions had to be set in order to establish who was the sheep and the goats. You know, it's, uh, <clears throat> it's just amazing how I remember a man by the name of, of, of Jacob who was sold by his brothers. And he said, you know, what the devil meant for evil, God's made it good. What the conditions were set for COVID that were meant for evil, God had the ability to make it good in the sense that I'm going to utilize this to catalyze, uh, catapult my word to go forth to places where traditionally it would not have gone uh, because people were stuck, like as you said, Shannon, in their four walls. You know, it's, it's the eyes of our perspective. Our perspective needs to be illuminated. And what I mean by this is, is that whatever we focus on or whatever we pay attention to is what is going to illuminate in our lives. So if we look at COVID-19 pandemic as being the downfall of 2020 and for years to come, whatever we illuminate, that's what it's going to be. But if we illuminate it to say, this is what was utilized in order to get 2020 to set a foundation to have 2021 be something better, that is what's going to be illuminated in our lives. It's, it's, it's all about it's the perspective of what we're going to, 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 to look at this from. What lens are we going to look at this from? I need you to see something about, about COVID-19. COVID has been around for decades. Decades. This is why on the Lysol can, you see it says that the coronavirus, the coronavirus uh -huh. is what it was utilized to be able to clean up. So the coronavirus is not new. But if we look at it from this perspective, when the coronavirus, known as COVID-19, uh, came on the scene, it allowed some of your top scientists, your top physicians to be able to come to, con to, to get the government to come together to say, we don't care what it's going to cost. We need a cure for this thing. Now, the cure for the coronavirus has been in the works for decades, for mm -hmm. decades. Mm -hmm. But it took COVID-19 to speed it up so that within nine months, they can say, you know what, here's a vaccine for this thing. And here's what I wonder is that if we did not, if we did not do that, what would COVID-19 have had turned into? What would it have been for, for, for 2021 if, had, if, if this vaccine didn't happen? How much more worse could it have been? How about we just thank God in everything and give mm. him thanks? How about, we get, how about we get in everything, we're gonna give him thanks? And, and, and I'll tell you about this perspective and about going, Shannon, you, let, let, let's put this together here. Mm -hmm. God gave us a mandate to go and make disciples of and, and all the nations. He says, baptizing them into the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And he says, lo, I am with you always. How is he with us always if he's seated at the right hand of the Father? Well, he's with us because he is the word. And when we have the word to abide on the inside of us, we do have the living God abiding on the inside of us. So Jesus is with us and he's also in heaven as well. So when we look at this, you talk about two gifts being given. I love this is because regardless of what time of year it was, scholars say it was in a warm climate. We look at when, when, when Passover was and when Jesus was born. That's great. Let's just understand that the gift, a gift was given to us. A gift was given to us by, by, by the name of, 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 of Yeshua HaMashiach or Jesus Christ the Messiah or Joshua. So, or, 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 or Christos. I don't care what language you want to say his name in, Emmanuel, the, the gift was given. And being such a good God, he wouldn't desire to leave us comfortless but he sent someone that if he did not go to the father, the other gift could not come to us, but he didn't want to leave us comfortless or he didn't want to leave us giftless. So I love how, how Ephesians says this is that it's for it's by grace that we're saved by faith and not that are of our own Holy spirit. He's the gift of God. And how do we know this is because Jesus being righteousness himself, reason why I love this word grace is because it's God's righteousness at, at, at Christ's expense. Mm. So when we have God's righteousness at Christ's expense and we, have, and, and, and we have the fact here that Jesus trades his righteousness 
for our sin, he gives us this gift of righteousness. And when he gives us this gift of righteousness that we have the ability to receive by faith, that we receive this gift of righteousness, then Holy Spirit says, you know what? I can abide on the inside of you now because you are righteous. Before that, he couldn't abide on the inside of us. Then Holy Spirit comes in and he makes a declaration. He says that now your spirit man is reborn and you are a child of God because Holy Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. So therefore we have this perfect gift given unto us. Righteousness, salvation, Holy Spirit have the ability to abide on the inside of us. And then guess what? Because of this, we now have the ability to go. See, because we can't go empty mm. and too many people are going empty and because they, or because they know they're empty, they don't go at all. So they stay put. So they can't follow the instruction because they're, they're on empty. But see, when we understand Holy Spirit abides on the inside of us and him abiding on the inside of us, he is, he's been teaching us because he's also our teacher as well as our comforter. And he's bringing all things to our remembrance. Let's just see this. He can't bring to our remembrance what we never remembered to begin with. Ooh. So he's going to remember. So when we put the word of God on the inside of us, this is why Jesus says, Holy Spirit's not going to talk about himself. He's going to talk about me. He's going to talk about the word. He's going to illuminate the word on the inside of us. And this word is going to become rhema. It's going to be like, I, I didn't, I never knew that. Because you couldn't know that without the teacher. You couldn't know that without the, without the lead professor. So when you have the lead professor, Holy Spirit on the inside of you, now taking the word of God to illuminate his word, now you have the ability to go because you're increased with power, dunamis, from on high to be able to go out and now. Now go and make disciples. Now you can go and now you can do. So this is why I, I, I love this teaching, man. I, I love this time of the year. I, I love being able to, to bring to people's perspective the importance of understanding the gifts that are given to us in order for us to be able to go understanding our eyes and our perspective because it's people with the natural eye with their human eye who's going to look at 2020 and they're going to doom 2020 and therefore doom their perspective for 2021 it's people with their natural ears who are going to hear things about 2020 and they're going to mess up their whole hearing when it comes to 2021 but because we have holy spirit and because we have jesus living on the inside of us in the form of his word and Holy Spirit illuminating his word. And because we have a father who loves us so much because he is love, the ability for us to get this understanding to, and this revelation, this is why Jesus says to us, or he says to the disciples when they ask him, why do you speak to them in parables? And he says, the reason why I speak to them in parables, he, he starts off with talking to them first. He says, because unto you, it has been given the ability to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to them it has not been given. We have the ability to know the mysteries. We have the ability to know and to do things. We have the ability to hear and understand things that other people don't because we have Holy Spirit and the power to be able to go and do. So therefore, in everything, yeah, I thank you, God, for this pandemic because you allowed a spark to be sparked within the body of Christ to catapult your word to places that it wasn't going before because it was stale and stagnated because people weren't going. It's, it's, it's pushed people to, to, to dive deeper into you. I know it hurts. I know it hurts when you lose a family, friend, or a loved one. I feel, I feel it all the time. We talk about December 14th. December 14th sucks for me. Just as well as it sucks for Shannon as well, mm -hmm. because we've lost people on December 14th. I've lost trust in people based off of things that have occurred to me on December 14th. I can't stand it. But you know what? In everything, I give thanks because it's in that condition of pain that pushes me to dive deeper into the healer himself. That pain causes me to go to the only healer who has that bomb of Gilead to say, you know what? I'm here to comfort you. I'm here to give you a fresh perspective and understanding. I'm here to let you know that I love you when nobody else does. I'm here to wrap my arms around you to tell you that I can comfort you like no other person can. Why? Because I stick closer than the brother. Why? Because a mother and father forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. I'm here because, you know, people are in this earth for a short period of time, but a breath. So when someone transitions, yes, you can weep, you can mourn, you can be sorrowful, but, 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 but know this, joy comes in the morning. Fresh revelation, fresh understanding. You know what? Without death, there can be no life. I need you to understand that. My, my Without God. death, 
there can be no life. The seed has to die in a germination process before a flower can sprout Ooh. and grow. Even, even in, the, in the womb, without death, there can be no life. They have to break the embryonic set in order to be birthed out into this earth. Without death, there can be no life. Without Jesus dying and going to death, hell, and the grave, we can have no life. Without death, there can be no life. So yes, death is sad, but guess what? Without you, death, there can be no life. In everything, we give thanks. My, my God of Zion. My God of Zion. And to pick it really quick, if we can also know this, that God had to, again, allow this whole pandemic to happen because let's look at our greatest example of who we were actually designed to be, but on steroids. Let's look at the first century church. When yes, Christ had died, when they locked up, they just like how we locked up in a pandemic, Christ sent them to the upper room and they had to do what? Wait. Wait. They had to wait for a period of time and they had to do also what? Get on what? One accord. So while we're in this pandemic, God is saying, don't just scurry about. Don't just eat food. Don't just watch TV. Get on one accord. Seek me. And you want to see Holy Spirit fall in the earth like never before? Then we all got to start getting on one accord, expecting Holy Spirit to come, speaking the same prayers, saying the same things. Come, Holy Spirit. Lord, have your way. First off, we got to repent. That's first and foremost. Let this be a season of repentance. God, forgive us for the times that we have not gone that you've called us to go. Forgive us for the things that we've done that you know we we weren't supposed to do. For going to places that we weren't supposed to go. For doing the things that we weren't supposed to do. This is a time where we all were supposed to be repenting. So heaven forbid we go into 2021 after being locked down once we get released and we haven't found a time to repent. Heaven forbid when we come out out, out of all of this that we haven't all joined together and we don't all sound... How do we all serve the same God, but we come up with different voices? We are supposed to be on one accord. One accord, because we serve one God. They know about it. They will not follow. Come on. So we have to be on. They're repenting there, bro. They're repenting you talked about. When we look at the word of God, the word of God in the New Testament is written to the church, written to believers. The first thing we say to Jesus says, repent for the kingdom of God is in hand. My God. Repent. He's not talking to unbelievers. He's talking to believers. So to believers. there are some believers who are in a state that they got to repent. And repenting ain't a bad thing. Repenting is a good thing. The problem is, is that when people repent, they do a 360 as opposed to a 180. We got to which means to turn around and, and, and walk away from. Repent. Repent. The letter he writes to the churches, he's telling them to repent. My God. And is, we're not coming up out of this thing until we do. They are. Come on. And we're, listen, and we're not coming up out of this thing until we, this is a Repent. forced repentance. We're not Come waiting on. for you to repent. Mm. Now, either one or two things is going to happen in this repentance season. Either you're going to be repenting and coming out of this thing and walking in victory, or you're not going to find a chance to repent and you're going to find yourself in a body bag. This is not a season to be playing. Come this on. is not Come a on. season to be playing. You're going to have to either choose life or you're going to choose to keep on doing what you're doing. God you is like giving us that. a chance. Mm. Listen, set before you this day, choose ye life. Yes. It's set before you today. So if you never hear another message, if you never see another another sermon, if you never get back into a church, hear a Hammond organ screamed up. God is saying, time out for all the theatrics. It ain't Come nothing. On. It's an opportunity now. I'm giving you an opportunity to meet me like you've never met me before. I'm giving you an opportunity to get prayers through that never been prayed before. Don't you know that your mother's mother's mother been praying the same prayer that you've been praying, but they couldn't get breakthrough? So now that you don't have anything hindering me, the prayer's been waiting on you. It's been waiting on you. It's going to happen in your generation. It's going to happen in our generation. I'm not waiting to see deliverance in my family no more. It's happening in my generation. And guess what? I'm going to be here in the land of living to see it. I'm going to see it. We got to start speaking those things. Listen, this is why we have to be careful because we were made in God's image. Stop speaking things out of your mouth. 2020, no, I'm not canceling it. No, I'm not canceling this whole year. I'm not canceling it. I'm not walking in the season of cancel. I'm not walking in the season of death. Because again, 2020 is just a setup. It's a setup for the blessing. 
Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. it, it might have been a lockdown. It might have been crazy. But through it all, if we would take the time just to think, God, had you not shut me down, who knows where I would have been in 2020? Maybe I would have still just been going to church, sitting on the pew, listening to the messages, disconnected, not really connected, just showing up because I'm on the ministry role. But I'm not really connected. I'm disconnected yeah. while I'm there. I'm not really going there to worship you. I'm there because I'm expected to be there. But now, God, you have taken this time to shut me all the way down. You did a control uh, delete on me. Mm. You did a control uh, delete on me. You rebooted my whole system. This ought to be a time where you say, God, when I come up out of this thing, do a not even wait until I come out. Do a control uh, delete. Some of us keep sitting up here, closing our laptops and closing our computers, putting it on sleep mode when God is saying, no, I'm trying to do a control uh, delete on you. Time That's to reboot for that system. Come on. I'm trying yeah. to reboot it all so that you can come up out of this walking in power because there's people who are out there in the street that don't know the good news. There are people who are walking in mental bondage. There are people who are walking in bondage and they need the good news. They need the key that you have and you're just going about still sitting down, still sitting on your recliner, not doing what you need to do when I'm asking you to come closer to me because when you come up out of this thing, some people got to be set free, healed, and delivered and you would not have gone had I not shut you down. Hey, bro, you know what? I, I think something is, too, is that people underestimate the power of choice. See, they underestimate and they don't give value to the power of choice and, 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 and here's the other thing. Doing nothing, you're actually doing something. To do nothing is to do something, which is to regress. My God. Doing nothing causes you to regress. And, and people, they want God to do it. I got news for you. When he said it's finished, it's finished. Every resource, every application, every help we need is available. It comes down to the power of choice. He says, I lay before you today. Life and prosperity or death and adversity, but you choose. It's like people think that there's an in-between. There is no mean in-between. It's either you're hot or you're cold. Those who attempt to be lukewarm get spewed out of his mouth. It's, it's, it's the understanding that we have a vital part to play in this man, and it's called that power of choice. I see you this way. God don't send you to hell. He's just honoring the choices that you made. Ooh. He's he's not sending you to hell. He's honoring just the choices you made. He's, he's, he's respecting your choice. Mm. He's respecting what you decided to do. It's 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 like, and I, I just finished preaching on this this part here. Is when we look at when we look at the at at the role of Holy Spirit. When Jesus is talk, telling us about Holy Spirit in John, I believe chapter sixteen, and he talks about when Holy Spirit comes, that he'll convict the world of sin, and he says, and of righteousness and of judgment, right? We have to understand that there's no punctuation in the Greek. So when he's talking about Holy Spirit coming to convict the world of sin. He's talking about non-believers. He's, because the world there being cosmos in the Greek, that word cosmos is a noun, person, place, or thing. So when we look at the context of what he's referring to, he's talking about those who choose to be alienated from God because they allow chaos to reign in their life. This is why we get the word chaos from the word cosmos as well. So he says he's going to convict the world of sin he says in, in verse, I believe it's nine, he's explained, he explains, he says, of the sin, he says, convict the world of sin because they don't acknowledge me. And then he says, when it comes to righteousness, he says, because when I go away, you don't see me. The separation there is when he's talking about righteousness, he's talking about the believer because you don't see me. When he's talking about the unbeliever and talking about sin in the world, he's, he refers to them as they. He refers to them as they, and he refers to us as you. Mm. So. We have to understand this thing here, man, that Holy Spirit, when he's coming, he's convicting the world of sin. But what he does to the, to the believer is he's constantly telling us that you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, because there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. All Holy Spirit is doing is he's illuminating who you are. Either you're an unbeliever that sin reigns in your life, so he's going to convict you of that, or you're a believer that you need to be convinced over and over again how righteous you are. He's just illuminating who you are. So God's just going to honor the choice or the decision that you make. You're going to live a life that's going to either send you to hell, or you're going to live a life of righteousness and repentance and doing what honors God and being in his will. He'll honor that and say, you know what? Come on and enter into glory. Well done, my good and faithful servant. He's just honoring the choices that you make, but the choice is up to you. 
You're choosing your eternal state. He's just honoring it. You know, we choose to put on the full armor of God. That's a choice that we make. Either you're going to get in a fight or you're not. You, we, the power of choice, man, is, is this is a, God created us as free moral agents, meaning that we have the ability to choose. What are you going to decide to do? And when you decide to do what you decide to do, just go hard at it. Go hard. Because I'm going to tell you this. Whichever side you're going to be on, I guarantee you the side I'm on is going to go much harder than your side. Because mm. I'm going to be on the winning side. And I guarantee you, if you make a choice to be on the other side, we are going to pummel you. It's going to kind of look like Derrick Henry stiff arming that dude from the Detroit Lions. <laughs> we are going to stiff arm you. Because it's already determined and destined that we won. So, either you're going to be on my team or the losing team. See, but you this that, day. That, that right there. Choose that, this day. Choose <laughs> this day. Are you going to get stiff-armed? And, and we just go back to Shannon. I'm thinking about that you had said, had it not been. Everything you guys just brought, had it not been. Had it not been for, again, this season. We, we wouldn't be able to sit here and talk about this. You wouldn't have the choice or anything like that. It's just, I am so appreciative of you two brothers this evening and in everything i am grateful thank you both for for spending time with us thank you for for being here with me and uh thank you for for doing life uh and and just being so open this year for everyone i am um definitely going to give thanks for that as well as in that and and it's just awesome during during this year that we were able to to move this the the conversation has been nothing short of everything that I would have expected. Um, you, you can feel the spirit. Just, it just moves. And, and I, I have missed that over the last four months. I look forward to getting back into that. Um, Shannon, before we, before we wrap any of this up and, uh, and send this out, as I'm not throwing you under the bus. Right? We, we've already talked about this. Uh, for everybody watching, listening, uh, what have you, Shannon's got pipes, right? This, if, if Derek Henry's got stiff arms, Shannon's got pipes for days. And, and so this being a Christmas special, even though we didn't just go into the, the typical Magi story or anything, even with the Star of Bethlehem in the sky, uh, we didn't need to even go there, right? So Shannon, this being a Christmas special, we're going to hand this over to you. Break us off. Drop, drop a verse. Drop a, drop a lyric. Sing us a song. Bring us home. And as, uh, as Shannon starts winding down, whatever song he chooses to go with, Dart, we're going to ask you to, uh, to pray us home, all right? So thank you, everyone, for, for listening. Thank you for joining us on Facebook Live. Uh, Merry, Merry Christmas. May your eyes be forever tuned in to the joy that comes with this season. May your mouth follow suit and praise the Lord for this day. You know, when I was thinking about when you asked me to sing, I said, well, Lord, what would I sing? You know, so many times we're used to Christmas holidays and all, but the Lord dropped this medley in my mind as I was getting dressed today. And I started thinking about the three wise men. I started thinking about what would I have been singing had I been a wise man? Because I know I wouldn't have just came with those gifts in my hands. I know I would have been singing and the Lord dropped this in my spirit. You are Alpha. And Omega, we worship you, our Lord. You are worthy to be praised. You are Alpha and Omega. We worship you, our Lord. You are worthy to be praised. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, early in the song shall rise to
merciful and mighty God in three persons, blessed Trinity, we give you We worship you, our Lord. You are worthy to be praised. We give you all the glory. We worship you, our Lord. You are worthy to be praised. Amen. 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 That's what the Lord gave me, man. That's what I would be singing if I was on my way to greet the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, because he is Alpha and Omega. Oh, Father God, we thank you. We get in agreement and we say, so be it. We say amen unto the words which were just sung from our hearts, sung from Shannon's heart unto you. You truly are the Alpha and the Omega. You are the beginning and you are the end. You declare the end from the beginning. You are powerful, you are omnipotent, you are wise, you are all-knowing, you are all-present, omnipresent. You are the one who identified our purpose and our destiny before the creation of time. We are the apple of your eyes. We are your prized possession, we are your creation. And we just extol and we lift you up. We say that you are King of Kings, you are Lord of Lords, and you are God of Gods. We put no one before you, no thing before you, no job, no person, no, no other thing that is created or can be created will we ever put before you. You are our God. You sit on the throne of our hearts. You sit on the throne of our imagination. You possess our thoughts. You are our God. And Father, as we lift you up, we are ever mindful to offer our repentance unto you, Father. As we close out this year of 2020, we repent for the things that we could have said, done, or thought that have been unpleasing in your eyes. The things that we could have thought, said, or done that have could, been, have, could have been unpleasing in our brother's or sister's eyes. Anything that have, could have brought a, a stain upon the kingdom of God. Father, we repent for it. It's our desire to bring you praise, honor, and glory. It's our desire to be your vessels here in the earth. It's our desire to live a life that's pleasing unto you. So that you can look at us and say that you are well pleased with us. And at the end of this journey, at the end of this race, you can look at us and say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Father, it's our desire to just to, to have you look at us and to, to bring a smile into your heart. So Father, we are careful that in any area where we have missed that, that we repent and we ask for forgiveness. And because of your son, Jesus, we apply his blood to wash away those things, to wash away those stains that have could, that have, that, that, that tried to attach themselves unto us. Because we lay aside every sin and every weight that so easily besets us by applying the blood of Jesus that washes it away. And by it being washed away, we know that your word says, as far as the east is from the west, so far, do you remember our sins no more. So, Father, we thank you for Jesus' blood. We thank you for the ability to have those things washed away so we can stand righteous before your throne of grace. And standing before your throne of grace righteously, we can boldly declare and confidently say that we are your sons and daughters, ever maturing day by day, moment by moment, and increasing in your ever knowledge and power and love because Holy Spirit abides on the inside of our heart. 
Father, we thank you for Holy Spirit being our comforter, to be able to comfort us in times of mourning and in times of sorrow, to comfort us when there are when, when things don't seemingly uh, go our way. We know that all things work together for the good for those who love God, who love you, who are called according to your purpose. So we thank you, Father, for Holy Spirit abiding on the inside of us so that we have the ability to, to, to go through this life of ups and downs and adversities, knowing that we reign victorious, knowing that we are on the winning side, knowing that you are the one who holds our destiny in our hands. So even when things don't feel good, even when things don't look good, we know that they're good unto you and have the ability to, to, to work themselves out to be good. So we thank you for Holy Spirit for being our comforter. We thank you for Holy Spirit being our teacher, being the one who takes your word and illuminates your word and gives us rhema and gives us instruction like no other no other man can. So we thank you for him as, in that aspect as well. So, and Father, we thank you for the body of Christ. Body of Christ being our being the ones who help to sharpen us, our brothers and sisters to the left and to the right. We ask that you rain down on them, that you bring us together in, in, in unity so we can function as a body with the head being Christ and, and us all going in one direction. That there be no longer no more uh, division amongst us. No more divided visions, but one vision. One, one unity as, as we focus on doing things pleasing unto you. And Father, we thank you for the world that we're called to. We thank you for the lost. And we, we ask that you order and guide our steps so that when we come in contact with, uh, with, with people in this world, that they have a, an encounter with you more than an encounter with us. But that they're able, they're able to see your light so shine before us that it be drawing unto you. Because your word says that if you be lifted up, you'll draw all men unto you. So Father, we thank you for our assignments. We thank you for our mission. And we thank you for, for every person who's going to listen to this broadcast in the future, every person who's tuned in now. We ask for a special blessing for them, that their families be covered, that their holiday seasons be bright, and more importantly, that as they go into 2021, that they're going into 2021 with a fresh assignment from you. Father, we love you, we trust you, and we adore you forever. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. 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 Everyone, thank you again for tuning in. Have a very Merry Christmas. Have a blessed New Year. Thank you for tuning in with this special edition of What Man. And we look forward to reaching out to you and being with you next year.